We are no one. We are everyone. And we are invisible. We convinced ourselves that they were gone. But they were just hibernating. They came for everybody. Oh, please. Are we safe? I guess we have ourselves a reckoning. What are you two talking about? Oh, nothing. Just the end of the world. Tick tock, tick tock. Hi, everybody. Welcome to We Watch Watchmen. Our, uh, I guess, with the zero episode, it'll end up being a ten episode uh, look at uh, HBO's uh, upcoming miniseries, Watchmen. It begins on uh, October twentieth. Uh, joining me tonight, very apropos, this gentleman is sitting to my right, uh, metaphorically, Mr. Russell Latham. Hello. And because he has nothing else to do other than be a vigilante and beat up criminals and leave them tied to lampposts, and we try to you know keep him off the streets, he's also here tonight. Richard, the Chub Toad Sheldon. Your friendly neighborhood Chub Toad. He likes to leave a little picture of a toad next to yep. the, the criminals he ties up. Wow. I don't even know where to start to unpack this. Uh, let's, I, I guess we better go back to the beginning. Back in 2008, there were um, some young, much younger than they were now, uh, scrappier, wide-eyed, optimistic podcasters <laughs> uh, called Legion of Dudes at that point. And we all first got together to... Uh, do an issue-by-issue dissection of Watchmen prior to the 2009 movie. And we're talking like 11 years ago. Ancient history. It's crazy. Crazy. Uh, We had all met on the comic forums back before Facebook was such a big thing. (laughs) Yeah. There were uh, forums based on, like, people's um, interests. You know, they were, like, video game forums. Comic Geek Speak was one of the real first, you know, podcasts out there to do comics. Back when Peter Rios was there on it and Brian Deemer and all those guys. And uh, uh, their forum kind of became a de facto, like, there's this old saying about the Velvet Underground. They only sold about 30,000 albums, but everybody that bought one started a band. (laughs) Like, everybody in the comics forums pretty much started a podcast at some point, you know? Um, You know, Comic Timing with Ian and, um, God, I can't even remember all of them. But uh, Half Hour Wasted was always one of my favorites with uh, with Brad and uh, Frank, of course, and, and Bill. And when we came to them and I, hey, we'd like to do a Watchmen podcast, they're like, sure, we'll uh, oh, we'll spon- you know, sponsor you, help you out, whatever, you know. Uh, you asked me this favor on the day of my daughter's wedding, you know, that kind of thing. They're the podfathers to us. We've learned a lot since then, I would say, when you rest. Yeah. Uh, Russ and I are the only two left standing here in HHWLOD land. From the original Watchmen uh, podcasts, they are a little rough, but they're well-meaning and they're well thought out. We had a lot of good ideas about it, um, a lot of good thoughts about Watchmen at that point. We had some cool guests too. Um, world-renowned cartoonist Ed Pisker was on issue seven, uh, Fearful Symmetry, if I remember correctly. Yeah, and uh, he's you know of course he's really blown up with Jim Rugg right now on their YouTube channel, uh, Cartoonist Kayfabe, which if you can check that out, you really should. But then the movie came out, of course, and. Uh, you know, we we talked a lot about that already. But since the movie, there have been quite a few other 
side projects, spinoff things. But I wanted to kind of dive into that real quick before we start talking about the miniseries, if that's okay. First off, the one that comes to mind is the Before Watchmen uh, comics. Yeah, yeah. Um, which were kind of a mixed bag, if you'd read all of them or, you know, what your opinion on uh, is on them or whatever. I mean, I don't know. I don't like to... It sounds like I'm bragging when I say this, but I'm kind of like an amateur Alan Moore scholar. So when I say that these, you know, these some of these were good, I'm sure a lot of other like Alan Moore fans are like looking down their nose at me, poo pooing, you know, how dare you, you know? But I mean, Darwin Cook's Minutemen of that of that group cannot be denied. That was a great comic. Yeah, no, the, I mean, was... I I wasn't too keen on those those prequel comics and whatnot, but I did like that one. I did like uh, Rorschach. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brian, then, Ad, the, Brian Azzarello and Lee Bermeo, yeah. Yeah, and then Len Wein did one, didn't he? Didn't he do... I think he wrote the Night Owl one with that, Andy Kubert, if I remember correctly. Maybe that's it, because whichever one he was on, I like that one. But the rest of them, I just didn't really like all that much. Um, mm-hmm. I'll, however, I do think I'm going to go back, because I have most of them. I'm going to go back and read them, because my understanding is, while nothing really has to do with this TV show that there's a lot of information for background on the characters that come from those comics. So I'm, I'm I'll go back and reread them probably. But yeah, I know. I know when the comics came out, we, we covered them on uh, Le- yeah. So if you want to go back and hear more in depth things on those, but um, yeah. And then of course, you know, more recently, Oh, and Saturday morning watchman, by the way, go to YouTube, type in Saturday morning watchman. You'll thank me. Oh yeah, yes. But uh, Doomsday Clock, I guess, would be the most notable one recently, which kind of trying to fold the Watchmen universe into the DC universe. Just ordered the last issue this month on DCBS. My thing with those is I haven't read them since the third issue because they were so late, or they. I just I've decided to wait till they're all out, and then I'm just going to read the whole thing. Have you read them, Russ? Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been reading them as they come out. <clears throat> I think it's at the point now where uh, I'm I'm thinking when twelve comes out, I think I'm going to go back and just reread reread them from scratch. Right. Uh, it's I've I've really enjoyed it, um, but it's it's interesting where that story started and where it's ended. Like, um, so, you know, so <clears throat> some characters have feel like they've come and gone. And haven't shown back up again. It, it just seems like uh, I don't know. It almost it almost seems like this maybe the story changed at some point, or I don't I don't. I mean, obviously, when we get to the end, it it, it, it where we're issue eleven, it it goes back to issue one for sure. But kind of those middle issues, it just seems like the story is kind of meandering and and didn't really have have much to do at the beginning and the end. Yeah. So I'm. I'm Really curious how it wraps up. I know. I think the last issue is double. If it's not double sized, I think it's, um, it's at least I think thirty two pages or thirty six pages or something. like I that. I think it's, it's this a- month solicits. I believe Doomsday Clock twelve of twelve. Uh, yeah, this December. It's the October. It's on my order. For- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I haven't I haven't read any of it because when it came out, I decided I wanted to read it all in one sitting, waiting to read it, and that's cool. I did see some of the art from it though. I liked the idea of the character of the mime. So that was cool. But I'm wondering, like, uh, if they're going to pull anything from that, you think, for this? Well, I was reading an article on, I think it was either CBR, Cool News, something like one of those. um, And it said that the uh, Doomsday Clock, it's not really going to necessarily be part of it, but that there are things from it that have informed part of the writing of the series. 
So just not sure how much of that is canon. So so it's possible. I don't think it's going to have a direct link, but it's possible that we'll see stuff inspired from. Right. It sounds like they're, they're going to make sure not to step on each other's continuity. Let's flash to when they announced um, this uh, miniseries with Damon Lindelof creating, show running, the main dude behind it, coming off The Leftovers, which... I don't know. A little bit of a mixed bag. Yeah, I wanted I, to go. I wanted to talk about some of his stuff. I mean, he. I mean, I really. I. I didn't watch Lost. Okay, so I'm. I'm setting that aside. All right. I mean, you guys want to speak to that? You go right ahead because I know you both watched it, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I. I enjoyed Lost quite a bit. I mean, I. I think again, it kind of had its uh, pluses and and minuses over over its run. You know, for sure. You know, I. I think the ending was a little. Um, bitter, bittersweet for me. I mean, I didn't, uh, I didn't dislike it as much as a lot of people did, but I didn't think it was like you know uh, one of those endings that goes down uh, in, in you know will go down in history as one of the greatest endings to a TV show of all time. I think with Lost, it was more about the journey than the destination, and I think people were more interested in the destination than the journey, and so I think that's that's kind of where that goes. Um, it, same the same thing kind of with the leftovers. It was. Uh, I think I think that one from the jump, he you know I think he kind of took a lot of flack for Lost, and so with the leftovers, uh, you know, b- based on another you know source material, based on based on another book, so it wasn't wasn't something that they kind of created on their own. But from right away, it was the whole and and extremely mild spoilers for the leftovers. I'm not going to get into specifics, but I mean, honestly, you never really got answers as to. I mean, you kind of did, but. But they kind of premised it with like, hey, if you're watching this thinking you're going to get, you know, an answer to exactly what happened and why and wherefore, this isn't the show for you. So I think they did a better job of kind of setting up the fact that it's, this is more about uh, the people and the situations than than the, the journey. And so I'm really curious with Watchmen if if that's what's going on, if 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 there's not really a beginning, middle, end story kind of taking place, which which Watchmen definitely, you know, the, the source material definitely had that kind of beginning, middle, end uh, to it. If if the purpose of this is just more about living in this world and just telling stories. Um, yeah, you know, I mean, lot, the, the last thing Dr. Manhattan says, Ozymandias, says, you know, nothing ever ends, Adrian. You know? It's true. So. I'm, I, I don't know. With Lindelof, I, with, with Lost, I, I was one of those that was upset when the ending happened until I kind of really stewed in it and thought about it. And it really was more about the, the like Russ said, the journey, the seasons that, that I really, really enjoyed. The, the main thing was is there were points in that series where it felt like it was the direction of the show was being ran by message board because <laughs> there was definitely some weird um, turns and twists that never really quite paid off, but for the most part, I really enjoyed that. Especially back when they time traveled back to the seventies. I don't know why I loved it. I know a lot of people hated that. Um, <clears throat> Leftovers. Uh, any new TV show that I'm going to watch, I'll give it three episodes, and if it hasn't hooked me after the third episode, then I'm done. I was so bored through those first three episodes of Leftovers. I didn't really care for it. Nothing. So I, I never really watched it. Um, however, doing some of my research prepping for tonight, I'm, I'm kind of excited with Lindelof. I didn't realize he is a huge, huge fan of Watchmen. He turned down this job twice before accepting it. And then he sent a letter out, an open letter to fans showing of 
his love of the property and what it will not be a replication of the original, but a fun story set in that world setting. Um, the fact that, uh, the, you know, the fictional town that they're in is, is Greenwood Lindelof himself, you know, looked up the history, the Greenwood neighborhood of Tulsa. There was a huge, they call it the Tulsa race massacre in 1921, where hundreds of black people were killed. And he wanted to set it in Tulsa and have the focus of this show be on race issues and police. So, and he said, and he said that in the same interview, he had been inspired after he read the case for reparations in the Atlantic and a book called the burning by Tim Madigan. So, um, it'll be very interesting with, you know, today's politics around, uh, police brutality and, and, and race issues and all of that stuff. Um, it'll be interesting. And, and, you know, and the fact that they said it in Tulsa and did all that just based off of that, um, tells me that we're probably going to get a really deep, good story. So I'm kind of well, I mean, excited plus, with Lindelof. So. Well, plus, plus, I mean, you see things in the trailer that tell you it's going to be more of an authoritarian state, too. I mean, they have like a, right. like a sniper's nest built around the Washington Monument, for instance, you know, in, the, in the one shot. I mean, all the policemen have to wear masks so they don't get uh, attacked in their homes by like the Rorschach uh, militia that we saw in the first trailer, stuff like that. My biggest sticking point with Lindelof, and I know you guys might not agree with me, Prometheus. No, I agree with you. That I hate I, I, I hate Prometheus with a oh, passion. <laughs> Alien, <laughs> aliens are great. I will sit and watch Alien Three or Alien Resurrection with you right now, but I will not sit through Prometheus again. It just made me so I mad. It. And it has such good actors and everything. And I understand not everybody agrees. It's fine. You, everybody is more than entitled to their own opinion. But I was just really that movie just made me mad. So when I heard Lindelof was attached, I kind of. I did the kind of cringe a little bit, but I'm 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 keeping an open mind, like you said. Um, he seems to have a good grasp of the material. Seems to have a good like um, I don't want to say reverence, but a good you know understanding of that world and what maybe the repercussions. And, I, and I'm really interested to see what kind of statement he can make. I mean, the statements that Watchmen makes were very pre- apropos to its time in the '80s, right? Yep. Reaganism and and you know the, and a lot of those things you know the, the divided class you know the class inequality things like that a lot of those things haven't gone away but like you know you're adding this whole other layer of things that have been going on with the police brutality and um, you know and, 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 and making statements about that as well I mean I think it's going to be a really could be a really interesting uh, uh, place to go for for good storytelling so you know like I said when Lindolf was announced I was kind of hmm, but I'm I'm keeping an open mind I'm not I'm not keeping I'm not gonna Dwell on uh, Prometheus. Well, anyway, the fact that he, the fact that he <laughs> just says that they're going to protect, they're not going to mess with anything from the source material itself. So they're not going to do anything to change that story. Maybe they'll reference it. Of course, you have Silk Spectre and Osmandias returning in this series. Um, and then I, I still can't figure out, because I've only watched a little bit of the trailer, because I'm kind of wanting to go into this somewhat blind. I've been. I've read that Doctor Manhattan is going to be in this, and then I've read that he's not going to be in this. So I'm kind of confused there. I think um, the only reference to him in the trailer was like a toy or a T-shirt or something with him on it, right, Russ? If I'm not mistaken. I, I believe, yeah, because I mean, a character like that with that power, it's going to kind of be a shadow over a TV show, wouldn't you think? Well, that was like. Know. Although, I mean, his power was one of the whole tipping points of the original Watchmen story. So yeah. I think I think it's a more interesting story with him off the board, actually. 
Cause, yeah, I, mean, I do too. I mean, I kind of yeah. I like the character, but I, I, if he is in this, I want him to be so far off in the shadows or just kind of, you know, off Earth watching from afar. I, I don't know because, I mean, look at, I mean, he's basically a god, you know. So, well, I mean, if you if they are going to stay true to the source material, then it's it's pretty clear at the end of of the book, like he's gone, like he goes away yeah. and. To me, I just always assumed that he would never come back. Like that, 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 uh, right. you know, that, that was a one way trip he went on uh, at, at the end. So, but hasn't he returned yeah. in Doomsday Clock? Uh, not to, I mean, depends on spoiler you want to get, but not to the universe that okay. he came from. Because he went so. to the DC universes, but, right? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Well, it's still, yeah, I mean, the, obviously the, the ending hasn't kicked in so it's hard to say right i'm just worried we're gonna have the problem we have i'm i don't mean to interrupt but um, i'm worried we're gonna have the problem we have on the walking dead we're like you know well in the comics this 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 and this happened but i mean it has no yeah. relation to what's going on in the tv show so yeah true um, that's a little a little concerned of mine anyway because i mean i know doomsday clock has been very controversial with the comics scene or whatever comics news journalism because of you know the delays and how long it's taken to come out and everything. So, I, the, the only thing, I mean, my first reaction when I saw the trailer and stuff for the show was, what is the show trying to be? Because, and I, I still, I mean, I think some of the additional trailers have kind of opened it up a little more, and I think it's a little more clear what, you know, the look and the feel and the tone they're going for. Uh, but it just, I, I just, I, I'm just really curious as to what this show is is trying to be. I, I'm a little concerned that setting it in Tulsa and, and getting it so far off the beaten path from uh, what the original, what the original comic was um, is, is a little concerning to me. The, the other thing is a lot of times with entertainment, when it touches a little too close and hits a little too home to current events and tries to make an allegory or try and tell a story of current events that sometimes turns me off because I can get that all day long. I mean, I can I can open up, you know, 50 news sites and I can get I can get that anywhere and I can read up on stuff going on in the real world. And sometimes with my entertainment, I just I want to be able to turn that stuff off. Um, I, I think there's there's a time and a place. And I think uh, I, th- I think there's there's definitely a, a place for it. But I'm a little worried that if it leans too heavy on that stuff, that to me it's just going to feel like I'm just watching CNN or I'm watching, you know. If I could refer you to a, a physics uh, uh, theorem that we came up with on the DC TV podcast, it's called the uh, the Supergirl Black Lightning Conundrum. And Supergirl, they try to deal with issues, but they kind of hit you over the head with them, and they're like the they kind of take- hammer. Right, and it kind of <laughs> takes you yeah. takes you out of the story and works against the drama sometimes, right? Black Lightning, on the other hand, is well written enough that it has the issues woven into the story, an interesting story, and you don't mind them being part of it because it makes sense in what the story is that they're telling. You know what I mean? Yep. So you yeah, get it. No, that's so. Yes. I'm, I'm sensing you're worrying it's going to be more too much Supergirl and not enough Black Lightning. That's my that's my worry. Yeah, there's like a line. It's like a number line. You know, it's Supergirl at one end. Yeah, <laughs> Black Lightning. And, and it's and it's hard, you know, because again, I mean. They want to tell the story they want to tell, but just for me personally, I just again, if 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 it feels like I'm just watching CNN or you know or 
you know, one of the news channels, then th- that's that's not what I want out of an entertainment show. I like art reflecting the times and everything else, and I like it when there is a message and stuff. But only, like Jim was saying, only when it it serves the story. I mean, everything that they like on Supergirl, it's it's all good stuff that they're talking about, but it's they shoehorn it in there. I mean, like, I, I personally, you know, I, I lean left. So, like, a lot of the stuff they're talking about in that show, the trans rights, you know, and uh, and LGBT stuff and everything. Right. I'm, I'm down with. I'm, I'm totally behind. Yet, I don't like being hit over the head with it and being, like, kind of spoon-fed, like, this is bad. This is good, you know? Right. But, if it's a good, but like I said, it's a good story, like Black Lightning is, and it has that stuff worked into it, which I'm hoping Watchmen is, too. You know, I mean, it has a... You know, we 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 seen the trailer, like we said. You know, that was good. Be doing obviously with police issues, and you know, other other things. You know, other you know more cogent issues. But I mean, I'm really interested. I'm already invested in kind of some of these characters after having only seen a couple of uh, trailers. I mean, Regina King's character looks super interesting. Like, I love Regina King. Uh, she's a great actress to begin with. But like, when you see like what happens with her and her family and everything in the trailer. And 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 um, she she becomes I think it's uh, what Sister Knight is the name of her character. Yep. Um, you know, and she's already a, a police person. You know, a police officer. Um, I mean, that is an interesting story to me. Tim Blake Nelson in the um, uh, Tim Blake Nelson. Glass. Yeah, one of my favorite actors of all time, by the way. You know, uh, Buster Scruggs. He's done a bunch of movies with the Coen Brothers. He was in you know, Oh Brother Where Art Thou. So many so many great movies. Um, using that interrogation room, right? And him having, like, the Rorschach kind of mask, but it being a reflection. And, like, when he's interrogating that guy from the Rorschach terrorist group, you know, that is interesting to me. The idea of this... And the idea of a militia group growing out of Rorschach's journal totally makes sense. Oh, yeah. Totally makes sense to me, you know? With conspiracy theorists and the militias and the gun nuts that we have out now, you know? It it would totally... It makes total sense. But then that brings up so many more questions. Did Rorschach's journal get printed? Do people know about the big swindle that that you know Adrian Veet pulled? What you know? Did he get away with it after all these years? I'm trying to remember, uh, did he mail his journal to a newspaper or to the police? At the very last episode, he mailed it to a place called the New Frontiersman, which was like a right yeah. right wing, um, low level newspaper. So I and guarantee it was published. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, it was very ambiguous right. because the the editor just left it up to the goofy kid that worked there just to be like, you know, basically, so you decide. Grab something from the slush pile, he said. Yeah. And uh, Rorschach's journal sitting there, you know. So, I mean, did I, it just brings up so many questions. Like, you know, did that get published? People believe that? Is is Adrian, I mean, we get Jeremy Irons as Adrian Veet, which is incredible casting, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the cast all around is really strong, much stronger than I thought they were going to get. I mean, but I mean, you know, is he in hiding because he pulled off this giant swindle that killed millions of you know people, or did he get away with it and he's been living with the crushing guilt for like? I mean, either take on that character is interesting, you know. Don Johnson's character, we all we know is that he's a cop because we see him in one scene with Regina King, um, where he's like, "Yeah, do you have a suspect?" And she goes, "He's tied up in the trunk of my car," you know. Um, I mean, his character is very interesting. And, and is he part of the militia? I mean, he says tick tock, tick tock, tick tock at the end of that, you know, the end of that trailer. And that seems to be their, their thing. I mean, I'm already coming to this, I guess, cause maybe because I'm invested in the lore already. But just from seeing these, these trailers, I'm like, wow, you know, where, what does this mean? What does this part, you know, what is the implication of this? You know what I mean? 
Yeah, I'm I'm definitely intrigued, and I guess, but it's interesting how just over the history of our podcasting career, it's like we always, you know, we, we joked in the beginning, like every time we talk about something else, everything comes back to Watchmen, and you know, here it is, podcasting career, eleven years, literally later, and coming back to Watchmen. <laughs> yeah, and the podcast that you know we kind of started with is kind of fizzled out, and um, you know, here we here we are back back where we started from, of course, with Watchmen. So. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued and excited to talk about it. If, if for if for no other reason than that, than that, um, you know, just to just to kind of to get that going again. I, I plan on uh, I've been on vacation this week and last week, so I, I plan on rereading it uh, again before the premiere, just to kind of refresh. Uh, I don't know that I'll have time to to go back and read all the before Watchmen stuff, right. but. Uh, but I, I, the book proper, I, I plan on. It's been a couple of years since I've read it, so I, I definitely plan on pulling out my absolute and and giving it a read. It's the only uh, it's the only comic I've triple dipped on. I have a I have a paperback, a hardcover, and the absolute. But yeah, that's not a bad idea. I might do that myself. But I mean, the rest of the, I mean, to, but to get back to the show though, the rest of the cast. I mean, you got uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen as uh, um, you know Regina King's husband, uh, Cal, and. Um, yeah, Adelaide Clemens playing a character named Pirate Jenny, which I, I guess is an allusion to the character from, uh, you know, the uh, Three Penny Opera, right? Christine Amory playing a character named Miss Crookshanks, who it says is a clone of the marionette. So, mm. interesting. Yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff if you dig a little deeper into the IMDb and the, the featurettes and stuff that you can dig out. Um, Hong Chow is in it, too, as uh, a lady tree, I guess. Francis Fisher is in it. There's nothing really about it, but Andrew Howard is playing a character named Red Scare, and he's a British dude, so I don't know if it's like going to be Red Scare in this day and age. Exactly, That'd be interesting. Yeah. Well, we don't know what the history exactly of that world is since the Watchmen. Right. You know, that's true. And it is IMDb, so take take right. Exactly. Exactly. But um, you know, Gene Smart is in it. Um, I mean, really good casting. All, all around. I'm really interested. Uh, I mean, it makes me, of course, it makes me more interested to see it and they have better you know, people playing the, the roles. I wonder if there's going to be any flashbacks to in this. You know, we, you know, character named Red Scare. I wonder if they're going to oh, be. Oh, yeah. Any, oh, maybe. You know, maybe they go back to the 50s, you know, especially again, you know, if they're trying to tell, you know, an allegory or some, you know, story related to, you know, race relations and police brutality and things like that. You know, I wonder if they go back to you know pre pre civil rights, uh, you know Oklahoma, and uh, and and dip into that. I love I love rampant speculation before something starts. It's incredible, isn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, what are I mean? Uh, if you had like a couple, uh, two or three things on your dream checklist, you did want to, you would want to see in this. What would what would those what would those things be? Alan Moore's endorsement. <laughs> if you'd like to see three, three things that would be possible oh, okay. in this show. Because <laughs> um, that ain't never happening, Gus. Well, I like the idea of the cult of Rorschach or whatever it's going to be called. I just hope that that doesn't become the central focus of the show, and I don't think it will be. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really have any expectations other than I want it to be good. Um, and I don't want it to do anything to the original source material that is detrimental. And the fact that the showrunner said the same thing, I'm feeling pretty good about that. So um, 
I would say the owl ship, but uh, you see it in the trailer, so I know I'm getting that. Um, yeah, that's I just just a good story. That's all I want. I'd I'd like to see you know I mentioned flashbacks earlier, but I would like to see them, even if they're little vignettes or um, maybe epilogues, um, to to back in the in the the original like the 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 Minutemen. Uh, days like go back to the you know the 30s or whatever and and dive into those characters you know whether it's uh you know maybe maybe they they go meta with it and you know there's a movie um or a tv series out that's called the the you know the minutemen that uh uh you know that that deals with you know that that is serialized this the tales of of those, you know, heroes from back in the imagine, day. Imagine, imagine, I'm imagining that world of doing a Band of Brothers miniseries based on the Minutemen, like yeah. of that style of, of miniseries. You know what I mean? Also, I'm not sure quite how they would do it, but I would like to see some nod to a reference of the Black Freighter or that something, something to do with that. I don't know if it's something that could work into this show or not, but um, that was one of my favorite parts about the original graphic novel was juxtaposing that story alongside the continuity uh nut in me would love to have more fill-in flashbacks like russ is talking about but more like you know you know what you know what happened to Lori and uh and, and night owl you know or what happened you know here and there or whatever but overall i guess I, i'm more in rich's camp like yeah i just want a good series and i'll be happy with that i, I love that the the president is robert redford as Robert Redford, right. like, like he's Playing again himself. to kind of go back to, you know, the, you know, very, very meta uh, with, with the with the story. I hope they play with that too. I mean, it'd be really fun to see them yeah. kind of just play with that, you know, uh, back and forth differences between our world and theirs. I mean, you got to realize you get you still have all the stuff from Watchmen where you have the blimps and you have the electric cars, and I mean, I wonder if they're going to keep all that, you know. Yeah, that that's I'm I'm curious too because again, uh, you know, twenty years later, so we'll we'll see. Well, and last I read, and this was a few weeks ago, but it had him listed as guest starring Robert Redford. So that tells me he probably doesn't have a whole lot through the series. He's probably referenced in the background and stuff like that. Is what I'm thinking is going to happen, and then maybe one yeah, or two I've, pivotal yeah. scenes with him. But other than that, I don't think he's going to be in it as much. So. Be hilarious if he says "Hail Hydra" at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've, I, and I've I've kind of been like you, Rich. I've 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 seen you know a couple of the trailers and stuff, but I've I've kind of stayed away from a lot of it because I want to kind of go in fresh. Because yeah. I, I didn't have a really great feeling the first trailer. I was really just kind of baffled as to as to what was going on. I was like, "What is this? What is this show? You know, what 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 is going on with this?" And so I'm I'm really. Uh, I'm, I'm trying to, to stay away from it so I can kind of go into it with an open mind. It's interesting. I didn't realize this, but according to IMDb, Gene Smart's character is Lori Blake. Oh. Uh, well, maybe, I mean, yeah, she could have taken that name instead of uh, Jaspezic or whatever, Jupiter. Yeah. It makes sense. I didn't think of that. I mean, good catch, man. Once she found out who her dad was, that, yeah. that would make sense. Yeah. And Gene Smart would be about the right age for yep. Silk Spectre, yep. yeah. 30 years cool so it's just stuff like that if they find a way to weave that in like if yeah if we find out in like an episode i don't know two or three or something like that that oh that's maybe maybe dan's dead and you know she's this is 
you know, right. the zoo she is or, you know, whatever. But, but yeah, so, I, so I'm, I'm looking to go into it fresh and just try and keep an open mind. Well, there's a Senator, wait a minute, real quick. I'm sorry. Um, along those lines, there's a Senator Keene in here too. Um, is, isn't the Keene Act what the Keen shut Act. down yep. the superheroes in this world? Yep. Yeah, there's a uh, James Volk is playing Senator Keene. He looks too young to be up. Could be the next generation. Yeah, Son, probably. Or a flashback. Or, you know, or, or a flashback, other. yeah. Ooh, ooh and okay. I, oh, they have Mon listed in the credits too for two two episodes. So they're definitely having flashbacks then. I always that always freak that that was always the character in the Minutemen that freaked me out the most. I was like so, and Darwin Cook nailed it in the Minutemen thing. It was like, you know, every time he jumped off a roof, he could have died. You know what I mean? He had to have that much yeah. and that's why it drove him crazy, you know. It, I miss it, Darwin Cook. It's so effortless in most comics. They're just like, oh, I'm going to learn to fly or swim or, you know, or swing on a web or something. But When you said James Woke, I I didn't recognize him at first, but he's he was Bob Benson in, in Mad Men. Um, oh, okay. And I've definitely seen him in the current day stuff on – just in watching the trailers. Like he's definitely right. – doesn't seem like he's, you know, playing a character in the past. Like he definitely feels like he's he's – uh, in the present day. So yeah, I wonder if he's one of the descendants of Probably political uh, dynasty type situation. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. It's awesome. So I I think if they can kind of keep those things going, I think that'll that that's gonna keep me intrigued. You know, that's what's gonna keep me uh, you know, on on the hook. So because I, I, I just uh, the you know the original trailers and stuff when I was looking at it just it felt like such a departure that it was just going to be other than Ozymandias, like that everything was just, mm-hmm. it, it was very going to be just very much like themes and, um, you, you know, just kind of tangentially related. I mean, obviously the Rorschach mask kind of came into play, but, um, but I, I didn't get a real vibe that it was very tight. It was, it was that tied into, uh, to the source material, but, you know, kind of digging into this a little more, it, it, it has me intrigued that that that's doesn't appear to be the case. Now, are Marionette and Mime in Doomsday Clock? Because yes. they're in this series too. Yep. Okay. Well, that might be where the, you know they cross over or whatever. Yeah. Well, like I said before, they said it's going to be in the writing will be somewhat informed by Doomsday Clock, but they right, didn't, right. they didn't say it's based on. They just said informed by. Right. Well, that's cool. Those seem like interesting characters. Like I said, I haven't read the comic yet. So. Yeah, they're definitely interesting in the comic, that's for sure. I don't know. I mean, when it yeah, boils I'm... down to it, they had me at Regina King. I mean, she's everything she's been in, she is awesome. So. Oh, this is nice. Two of the, the episodes that aren't being directed by uh, Lindelof, two of them are being directed by a director from The Americans. Oh, okay. I heard that's a pretty good show. That's a mighty fine show. Yeah. Stuff Green. Uh she did two episodes of The American. She did an episode of Preacher, uh, Luke Cage. So, I have not seen a seen a single minute of The Americans. It's one of those that's on my list to go back and watch one of these days. I'm pretty sure it's still on Amazon Prime. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. If you've got the Prime, check it out. Okay, I think it's, is that about wrap it up for us for the zero episode next? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah, about an hour of what I expected it to be. Um, join us on a weekly basis. We'll talk about each episode as it comes out. Um, they're going to come out on Sundays, right? Yes. So, yeah, um, the, uh, the episodes will come out sometime following that week. And I'm pretty sure we're going to be on Taylor network and, uh, HHWLOD feeds. So, 
Is it ten weeks straight, or is there holidays and nine episodes? Oh, is it nine? Okay. Yep, nine episodes. So it'll be done before Christmas. Cool. Before Christmas. Okay, well, um, you can listen to all of us at hhwlod.com for the Walking Dead TV podcast, which is where you normally hear us, I would think, uh, if you're listening yeah. through HHWLOD. Uh, Russ, do you want to tell them where else we can, you can be found? Yeah, just here, and uh, and I do, I do that uh, Gotham by Geeks with uh, Daryl Taylor. And Richard? Uh, yeah, right here at HHWOD on the Walking Dead TV podcast, um, on the Taylor Network, on the DC All-Stars podcast, mostly whenever we discuss um, the DC TV shows, which there's an episode up right now for the season premieres, and we should be recording another one soon for the shows this week. Um, and then on, you can find me on all the socials at ChubToad01. Okie dokie. Well, join us next week. Uh, find out what happens when we watch Watchmen. Good night.